0: Dot com And I'm
1: Shane P. Hallam from DraftTV.com. We've got something fun planned for you. Uh For those who know, just recently there was a movie made called Draft. And uh I, I think that this should be required viewing for all draftnicks. And it boggles my mind, Shane, that you have not seen it yet. Explain yourself. How can a draftnick not see a big time studio movie called Draft Day? Because it sounds horrible. It
0: sounds like it's going to be nothing like draft day. Uh, I I really don't have an interest to see it. I will be watching it for the first time today. But I really don't have an interest in in, in seeing it and peeling the onion of what what is is unrealistic about the movie and and kind of the over-dramatization. So I'm I'm coming in with with kind of a negative thought to, to start. We'll see how it goes. All right, Shane's coming in
1: hot, and, and that works out good because I'm kind of the other end of the spectrum. I'm a glass half full type of guy. I'm pretty forgiving. I love movies. Uh, this this combines the two of my favorite things in the world: movies and the NFL drafts. So, uh, I guess I'll be the good cop. Shane will be the bad cop most of the time, but but I'm going to be making fun of some too. There's definitely some uh, ammunition and material to make fun of. But uh, what we did, we got it all queued up. Uh, we got it both paused. On the five second mark of the movie, where the credits are just starting. So, uh, if you have this movie, if not, go buy it, go rent it from Redbox, whatever, what have you. Uh, get a cue to five seconds, and then we're going to start. We're all going to press play at the same time, and we can all follow along and enjoy draft day with Kevin Costner. So, here we go, Shane. You ready? All right. Yeah, let's count it down here. Let's do a three, two, one, and then we'll press play.
0: All right. Three, two, three, two one, two, one, play. All um, right. All right. So I, I like Kevin Costner, uh, so I'm hoping that will, like, pull me through here. Well, Costner knows what he's doing around
1: sports movies, too, uh, whether yeah. it be baseball with Bull Durham or uh, golf with uh, – what was the golf one he did? Uh, I'm not blanking, but uh, Costner knows he, – he's done a bunch of baseball movies. He's, done, he's pro- Kevin Costner is probably the go-to guy
0: in the movie business for sports, I would say almost, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think he's done a good job and everything he's 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 done. Um, so I'm hoping he can pull through with with that. I mean, uh, 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 it's interesting. And then the Cleveland Browns paid to be the team in this, correct? Uh, did you hear that? that they, I didn't hear they, they paid. paid. Yeah, it was going to be the Bills, and they they outbid the Bills. So um, well, let me just Cleveland say actually. that that the,
1: the fictional Cleveland Browns act as absurdly as the actual Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I mean, uh, while the credits are rolling here, since you haven't seen it, give me what 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 are your expectations, good or bad? What are you expecting going in here?
0: I'm expecting a lot a lot of theatrics that doesn't happen. I'm expecting some stupid things that would have happened probably in the draft process way before uh, draft day because uh, that that's draft day probably isn't as exciting as sitting in the green room. Then they're gonna make a look essentially.
1: Yeah, and, and of course the movie is starting out here with the morning of the NFL draft. They're live on the site actual at the actual NFL draft, and you've got to admit, Shane, right off the bat, this looks pretty cool, doesn't it? I mean, they really I mean, I mean, really has an
0: authentic feel to it, at least visually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're <laughs> where the draft is. It's not It's not like they're on Mars. Like, I don't think it's hard to get an authentic feel to the NFL draft because it exists. Uh, but I mean, can you, you imagine can, if yeah. they had tried to stage the NFL
1: draft in a movie studio or somewhere? I mean, you, you had, they had to get the, oh. the cooperation of the NFL to do this, right? Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: abs- absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't have happened otherwise, and, and that's, I mean, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, so I'm happy about that, and I know there's some real athletes and agents and things in this, which which is exciting. Uh, so, uh, or so, so 12 12 hours till the drafting. Mean, we're in Seattle.
1: Yeah, and uh the movie's okay. just under two hours for those wondering, so you're gonna be with us for a while. So we're starting off in the, the war room here with the general managers. Uh we got some behind the, the scenes dealing right off the bat. and here again all this uh, the 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 other i guess main team featured in this movie is the Seattle Seahawks which i guess is apropos, as they were the uh, reigning super bowl champs at the time and uh although so i guess was made, in this scenario
0: they, they didn't know that at the time so it kind of worked out pretty well and in this
1: scenario they're a bad team they're picking at the top of the draft
0: right which 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 was usual for them for a
1: while Trading down, I think that's some realistic stuff. They're they're saying that the the fans are calling for my head. Uh, you know, it's uh I I think that type of stuff comes into play. I, I think people do consider the, the fan base to a cert, to one degree, maybe not quite to this degree.
0: Right. It, it it seems seems a little much to kind of increase that tension. That where I think I I think it's you're more worried about you know about ownership than the fan base in in the real NFL. I don't I don't think they care as much about. The fan base, I guess, as it seems.
1: And the Seahawks, they're talking about trading down from the number one overall pick. There's this supposed stud quarterback prospect available named Bo Callahan out of Wisconsin. And they're talking about how they want this King's Ransom to move down. And they're like, well, nobody's offering that. And then the final line before the next scene, the guy says, well, who's the most desperate team we know? Who's the most desperate guy we know? (laughs) Flash to the Cleveland Browns. Factory of (laughs) said. And Kevin Costner's character here, his name is Sonny Weaver. He plays the son, um, I guess the son of a Paul Brown type of guy, a legendary figure in the NFL who who's, the end of his his career didn't really necessarily work out well, and he's kind of carrying the expectations of uh, that come with being the son of this legend.
0: I kind of feel like these guys probably should have been up before 7 a.m., like on draft day.
1: Yeah, we're starting out here. We're at uh, Kevin Costner's house, uh, and it, we're, we got our first introduction to the, his love interest. You, you, of course, you got to have the love interest in an NFL draft movie,
0: Shane, played by Jennifer <laughs> Gardner. <laughs> right, right. See, like, the draft day, I imagine your love interest, even if she works for the team, I, I think she's staying away from you, you
1: know, uh, in the morning. Come on, Costner. Even I get up before 7 a.m. on draft day. <laughs>
0: yeah. The Seahawks guy didn't get up either. Maybe that's why they're both both bad. At least he was sleeping in the office.
1: Costner's <laughs> chilling at home with his old lady.
0: Yeah. I mean, now I see what kind of house I can afford if I was a GM, so that that might be why you, you take the job. It's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, a lot of... Uh, a lot of... <laughs> a lot of stairs. A lot of stairs going nowhere. Nice cars, too. Jennifer Gardner, Shane, yay or nay? Are you a fan or indifferent? Eh,
0: Not? I, yeah, I I I don't I don't dislike her, but uh, I don't I don't think she's ever wowed me in anything. Yeah, uh, she was good in Alias, uh, TV show Alias. She was
1: good in, but yeah, I will. I won't spoil it, but I will say that she has the the funniest line in this entire movie. So listen for it, and I bet you'll know it when you hear it. Let me know when you think you heard it.
0: All
1: right, hyping it up a little too much. Oh, no, this this quote will live up to the hype. All right, Costner is on the phone with the Seattle Seahawks, and they're going to talk some dealing. Of course, the Seattle guy is completely relaxed. He's having some pancakes for breakfast, whereas Kevin Costner, as as a member of the Cleveland Browns organization, is on pins and needles waiting for the other shoe to drop, as always. <laughs> I gotta not be so mean to the Browns, I guess. I gotta Ooh, dial yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, down. I No offense, Browns
1: fans. I love the Browns fans. I, I think they're they're so loyal, they're rabid fans, they deserve better than the product they've been getting. I'm rooting really for the, the Browns to turn it around. So so don't take offense, to any of this. It's not about you fans, it's about the decision makers.
0: How how many phone calls are there in this movie, Scott? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I
1: let's just say if you like split screens.
0: Oh really? Do they, they do this for every single one? They, they split. Like, there's a good down, down the middle, but I think it's a pretty good way to do it
1: right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's quite a bit of it, but I think that's a good way to do it. I think it's a use of the uh, technique, and and now of course the the Seahawks are trying to uh, to pick the pockets of the Cleveland Browns for this. The only way I can describe this this quarterback prospect, this fictional quarterback prospect, Bo Callahan, is they make him out to essentially be like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. I mean he's this once every twenty year, can't miss. Everybody loves him. Nobody has a bad word to say. They love him.
0: So then Seattle wouldn't actually trade down. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> but but And but. movie over. Done. That that's Stay it. Stay tuned. Yeah.
1: Another beautiful shot of the movie, the city. Uh I mean, you say what you want about this, but I don't think you can fault
0: the cinematography.
1: It's just a really.
0: No, I mean, I mean, I have a right to great at that. That's something he's really good at, and and for especially for you know the locations, and it's it's cool to have the industrial background and whatnot for Cleveland. It's like you said. Yeah, you had to get the NFL to get all this footage, and they're and, cutting and in the, the old. They're
1: cutting in the old footage from, I imagine, NFL films of Browns greats, whether it be Jim Brown, Bernie Kosar. I think that's kind of a, a cool technique to use, too, to to kind of show the history, of the, the, the proud history of this organization. Talking about how the original Browns moved and how crestfallen the uh, entire city of Cleveland was to lose them. Hope, hope. That that That's the Cleveland Browns motto, isn't it? Always next year.
0: <laughs> oh, man. A, a lot of teams. And Seeing a team like Seattle turn around, you have to think it. Hopefully it will come soon. Maybe Kevin Costner can lean him there. Oh, another split screen. That's two. Two split screens. <laughs>
1: and this is uh, one of the other main characters, one of the other main players. It's a fictional guy named Vontae Mack. Who is a linebacker out of, I believe it was Ohio State, and just the morning of the draft, this guy's just uh, driving around. He decides to call a general manager of an NFL team to to plead his own case. I, I guess we can't did, even say that's far fetched because didn't Johnny Manziel call the or text the Browns' offensive coordinator last year,
0: Talk about a how different? Like calling the guy in the car and just being like, "Hey, draft me! I sacked the top quarterback."
1: I guarantee you, Manziel would have called right to the top to Jimmy Haslam, the Browns <laughs> owner, if he had the number.
0: If, right. Well, I think it usually goes the other way around, and at least not the general managers who you you end up calling, right? I mean, I, I don't think that's your direct contact uh, before the draft happens. So, what's it's, your impression? Or little...
1: Reaction to this? Do you think he's mad about it? Is he? Is does he like it in the player that he called to do this?
0: Um, I mean, it seems to like it, I guess. It seems a little too casual for, for what I would expect this conversation to be like.
1: And, and Vontae Mack, he's driving in the car and he's got two young children in the back. I believe they're his nephews. And uh, a little different uh, pre draft ritual for him than, say, Alfonso Dennard, who uh, decided to punch a cop at a bar the, the week of the draft. Uh, Shane Ray, who was picked up for reckless driving and marijuana possession at, at the crack of dawn the week of the draft. Uh, I, I think this is the type of uh, actions you want to see from a top prospect, driving some kids around to, to you uh, can trust uh, help those them hard for guys, right, Scott?
0: That's, You can trust those Buckeyes, right, Scott? You can trust those Buckeyes. <laughs>
1: yeah in a fictional world with <laughs> others and at home, absolutely oh, that's low low blow low blow
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now here's another player uh we have the father played uh by terry cruz um and uh, who, is, that, uh, is that Aaron Foster, Shane, the, the player? Yes. I'm pretty sure yes, that's Aaron Foster. Playing the, the running yeah. back prospect, and his father is an all-time Browns great, I guess maybe a, a Jim Brown type of player, and now his right. son is in this draft, and they're calling to plead their case with the general manager as well. Uh, uh, he had some off-the-field issue that he's trying to explain away and convince them that they should bring, uh, bring him in.
0: Kevin Costner needs to not give his number out to, uh, to all these people, like – I mean, I guess Jim Brown we probably have free access, but I don't, I don't I wouldn't want Jim Brown calling me. I'll say that i GM for the Browns. Yeah,
1: it might be time uh, for for Costner to get a or to get let a, a new I'm, number.
0: Let some let some scout handle that.
1: And Arian Foster is playing a running back from Florida State. I guess Tennessee wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, you think you think they would have made that tweet considering the guy playing? It was from Tennessee. Maybe maybe it was late the in the process.
0: They could, no.
1: uh, seems like they could have cut in just some film of a Tennessee running back,
0: i.e. Arian Foster.
1: And there we see Britain on the back of a, uh, a vehicle in, in dirt, fire, sunny. I,
0: so I, I hope Matt Millen, Millen makes an appearance somewhere. We need to get Millen in here. <laughs> Start running well, I, I think. Things.
1: I think it's fair to say Kevin Costner slash Sonny is on the hot seat here, and this is a, a very important <laughs> day for
0: him his career. I think it's fair to say when, when people are writing in the dust on their car windows, that you should be fired. Probably. probably.
1: All right. Now we're at a water park, and we see what? Sonny Kevin Costner having a covert meeting with the owner. What? Well, at a water park? Sure, why not? Because that sets up the metaphor about how they want to make a big splash, Shane. You, you'll see the word "splash" here other times. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they they want to connect those dots. Uh, um, uh, it must not be open yet, but uh, but even this, I, I think there's a grain of truth in this, where the owners basically pressuring him to to do something big. And I, I think we saw this exactly last year with the Cleveland Browns, with their owner, with the quarterback Johnny Manziel. I, I think there's a a high degree of truth uh, in, in this scenario
0: it's it, it's definitely happened where where the owners have that input, and he's the one that signs the checks um so you know the situation I don't think is very far fetched here to have this conversation. I imagine what happen in an office building somewhere, not a water park, but other than that and uh, the
1: the the owner of course wants to make that big splash with the the elite quarterback prospect Bull Callahan whereas Costner is kind of making a case for this younger, unproven journeyman type quarterback, uh, who they says they were five and one before this guy got hurt last year, and, and Costner it seems like has an affinity for this guy, but uh the owner's basically saying, Hey, we gotta do something big here. We can't go with some uh I I I guess maybe a Brian Hoyer esque type of player.
0: See, I, I don't trust anyone who I can't see their eyes. The owner's not taking off the sunglasses yes. yet. I'm not not feeling it. Feeling it.
1: And now Kevin Costner brings up how much he likes Vontae Mack, that linebacker from Ooh. Ohio State. Who called him from the car earlier, and uh, defense doesn't make a splash. Goner
0: says. <laughs> so, Ooh. so is this, is this Daniel Snyder esque here, or
1: it, it kind of looks like that way, yeah, yeah, not quite to a Jerry Jones level, but definitely a guy who's uh, got his got his uh, hands in the mix.
0: Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think, like, I would hope whatever prep, that like that conversation with the owner had happened before draft day. You know, like, I feel like a lot of this stuff probably would have happened earlier than that. Like, the owner was going to come out on draft day and tell you uh, what to do. You would have, I think you would have had those conversations, especially trading up to the number one pick. You would have had those conversations already.
1: And the owner basically said in not-so-uncertain terms, Make a big move or you're going to be gone. Uh, I think that was a pretty clear ultimatum. And, and like you say, this should probably happen more than, what, what is it, it's 10 in the morning or something? in the 10, 10
0: hours before, yeah. So,
1: you might want to have these types of discussions many weeks ahead of time. But and then Kevin Costner calls the Seahawks back up and says, we're ready to make a deal. He's offering him two number one picks and a third rounder. And what does the Seattle guy counter with? He wants three first-round pick. <laughs> Who doesn't?
0: Yeah, take four.
1: And Costner looks like somebody just peed in a cereal. But he's desperate, right?
0: I, I guess he's desperate.
1: We live in a different world than we lived in a couple years ago. That's why the Seahawks are up in the offer, or are demanding more. <laughs> You're panicking, Sonny, and I intend to take advantage of that. <laughs> Once again, an air of truth. Uh, if the Tennessee Titans got a phone call from the Philadelphia Eagles, you don't think they wouldn't do the exact same thing to Chip Kelly? They'd be like, we got you over a barrel. We're going to milk it for all it's worth.
0: I'm sure I'm sure they'll try for those. Uh, everyone will try for three first-round picks.
1: That's how the Rams got three number ones for RG3. And just just shy of noon the, the general manager finally rolls into the team uh headquarters.
0: Right. <laughs> like Come on now. Come on now. Head coach Dennis Leary. I can't you gotta get love that. Who doesn't like Dennis, Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary. I would not hire Dennis Leary as my coach. <laughs> he's he's a loose cannon. I feel like Dennis Leary might bite bite me. Mm-hmm. I got it. he's talking a little
1: bit about what his vision for the team is, who he wants, which is that running back uh, played by Aaron Foster.
0: Split screen number three, by the way. I just want to keep count here. Keep a tally. I'll I'll be interested to know what it is at the end. We'll we'll count this as one scene. Oh, he just – whoa, that was was weird. Yeah, we'll count this scene number three.
1: So Dennis Leary, the coach here, is basically laying out his vision. He wants to pound the ball. He wants to run it. And G- the GM, Sonny, walks into the office with all the, the personnel there, the coaches, the scouts. And he starts erasing the entire draft for dry erase <laughs> for <with> their plans. <laughs>
0: what? So so the owner, the GM, and the coach, 10 hours before the draft, do not agree <laughs> on who to take.
1: 10 hours? <laughs> You're being generous. I, I think we're about seven or eight hours. And he basically just tells oh, okay. everybody in the room, they're completely shocked that he just traded three number one picks. For to go up to number one, and he just writes two two letters, Bo. And Jennifer Gardner is uh, an employee of the team as well. She's basically the salary cap guru. They're they're get, they're keeping her involved. They're uh, asking her about their financial ramifications of the moves.
0: Like I, I feel like she would push a little harder. Of like maybe you shouldn't trade three number one picks for one guy. You know? Everybody is cheering Just the Like, oh, movie. Whatever. whatever. Everyone's got we'll
1: smiles. Do Costner's doing a half-hearted piss, fist pump. And the only one not excited is the coach, who says, I thought we had a quarterback. Tell me, what did we Let give up? Cool. Here comes the other shoe dropping. And everyone's about to find out what exactly they gave up to in
0: this deal. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we're all going to be fired. That pick two years down the line is going to hurt us.
1: Sonny, that's our future. Yeah. But once again, not far-fetched. We yeah. literally saw a team trade three first-round picks for a, a, a player not a half a decade ago. And Dennis Leary's uh, not too happy
0: that he wasn't consulted. Yeah, he's probably talked to the coach first before making this agreement. I don't know. Might be a, might be a good idea. I mean, because cause if it doesn't work. All of you are getting fired, and everybody in the room, uh, and,
1: and they they vocalize it that their asses are on the line with this move.
0: Yeah. And, and they were on the line anyway.
1: And he says, ten minutes ago, we didn't think this was possible. Now we got to start from scratch. Seven, eight hours before the draft starts, they're they're throwing out their entire plan and start from scratch. Shane, I don't I don't think that happens
0: on draft day. Like this. This is all stuff that you've you've had those conversations about for you know for a long time leading up to it. So now he's letting the owner know that this deal was
1: done. The owner, of course, this is exactly what he wanted, and he's going to hop on his private jet and head to New York for the draft, so he can be front and center as his team makes the this number one overall pick and is the uh, like I say the center of attention.
0: What's well, screen number four? Everyone's go. shoulder just. Just lean, lean right over there.
1: And, and because this is a completely new plan, they haven't done their background work on this Bull Callahan, so all of a sudden they're scrambling to to investigate this kid. I would think if there was any chance of this move being done, this should have been I, – I mean, this would be the equivalent of a, a team just trading up the more of the draft for Jameis Winston and, the, oh, I suppose we should see what kind of guy this is. I talk to him. Yeah, see that would never happen. That's that's ridiculous. And, and this is why, though. I mean, we often hear about well, why are teams bringing in guys for for visits, or why are they talking to players and gathering information on players that they it doesn't appear they're going to have interest in. Well, you never know. You got to do your due diligence. You you want to be
0: prepared prepared for every eventuality. See, I, see, I think that that's what like stops this movie in its tracks. Is they would you would never have made that trade. Without looking at that quarterback nine hours before the draft, it, it well, would not have happened—not even and close.
1: And to play devil's advocate here, uh, you have to allow for some cinematic license. I mean, <laughs> and I think it's kind of cool how they how they do film this whole movie over the course of one single day, over draft day. I, I think if you, I guess you could have put flashbacks in, but. I mean, can you imagine trying to explain the entire draft process over the course of seven, eight months in a single movie? I just think it would be too uh, unreasonable of an expectation. So I think to fit everything in one day, you have to uh, take some license.
0: And that's why it probably shouldn't have been a movie. (laughs) Right? I mean, mean, if you can't show the process, it's not going to work theatrically. Then you're just going to stretch. And
1: on the biggest day of the year, maybe the biggest day of his career, Kevin Costner's assistant is out, so they've got a temp who has no idea what he's doing <laughs> in. He the calls from Adam Schefter.
0: Uh, I think you'd pick someone a little higher up in the organization for that one.
1: I, I think unless you're on your deathbed, you make it into the office on draft day, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> or you have some replacement ready than a, a, an intern or temp
1: or whatever. I just about killed myself for some Senior Bowl practices a few years ago in Mobile. <laughs> and now the inept new assistant is getting yelled at. Your new
0: intern. Intern. So the intern is is the uh...
1: working the phones right outside the office of the GM.
0: Right, right. That's. I don't I think you, uh, you you might want to pick someone a little more qualified.
1: Jennifer Gardner's here, putting out some fires, <laughs> being the peacemaker. Why don't you
0: fire the intern, and
1: I, I think Jennifer Gardner. I, you know, we can laugh about how oh, they got to squeeze the love interest in there, but I, I think to a certain degree too, she plays the the calming force, the voice of reason, the ground, the person who grounds Kevin Costner amidst all this this chaos. And we have P Diddy, Puff Daddy.
0: <laughs> Great, that's.
1: Playing the uh, agent of of the aforementioned Bo Callahan, the big prospect who the, the Browns are leaning towards picking, and
0: I'd like to talk with him for the first time. Let's 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 get him on the phone here. Um, hey, it's Cleveland Browns. Um, we, we need to, we need to get some background information on you.
1: Nice to meet you. We just put
0: our jobs yeah. on the line and mortgage
1: our future. What's green five. I'm <laughs> gonna keep this going, and of course, the agent and the player—they're everybody saying all the right things. Once again, but, I, but I think for, very indicative of what happened
0: for this for this for this top-flight Andrew Luck-type quarterback. Do they have to say the right things? Could they not say the right things? Going to, he's going to pick number one anyway. Well,
1: I, 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 Johnny Johnny Manziel sure pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes, and people that I really
0: respect. Uh, so, yeah, but Johnny Vancell was not, you know, what they're making this guy out to be the next, like, phenom, where, right. you know, Eli Manning refused to play for the team at number one. Uh, right. John Elway, like, that's who this guy's supposed to be. So they don't even really have to say the right things.
1: This guy's viewed as a no-doubt, can't-miss, sure thing. And the conversation, everything went by the book. Everybody's very cordial, but you can kind of see by the look on Kevin Costner's face that... uh his guts maybe telling him something.
0: <laughs> His guts telling him something.
1: We're flying by the. And maybe she should three
0: first talk to the guy.
1: How cool is this office of Kevin Costner's though? Again, with the uh, yeah. the big floor to ceiling windows with the practice field in the background. Can't beat that view. And now How it's right. Costner's bomb is calling him, him. Is telling Ryan him he sold face. it. Good. Telling him he sold the cow for a bag of bean magic beans. <laughs> And he's getting word that Vontae Mack is tweeting from his mom. <laughs> and once again, I think a, a degree of truth. Teams hate it when these guys are active on Twitter, especially if they're giving out state secrets and things and like Dennis that. Dennis Leary's yeah.
0: lighting on fire. That's, I'm sure that's realistic. The draft plan. <laughs> <laughs> See, why do they hire him as the coach again?
1: Well, that's what he's, he's wondering.
0: Py- yeah, pyromaniacs, you don't... Uh... Oh, that, this is that literally pro- turning
1: into a garbage fire in Cleveland, and here comes Jennifer Gardner with the fire extinguisher, <laughs> saving the day. Is that, is that all Jennifer Gardner
0: does? So this is walking, pretty much,
1: kind of putting an end to
0: this pissing <laughs> match. Like her whole job was was over when I asked, "Can can, can we do this with a cap?" Sure.
1: A little condescending there, he calls her little miss salary cap. And now we're getting a little more background on the Dennis Leary head coach character, where he basically says, Hey, I left this model organization in Dallas where I was extremely successful, my wife loved it, uh, I was winning championships to come here to Cleveland to turn things around. You, you, you give me all this money and this power, and then first draft. You throw me under the bus. I'm trying to think who this would be the equivalent of, Shane, in terms of, uh, uh, like, a a coach. I don't know if Dan Quinn would be, but but uh, once again, you know, this this is how it is. You you go after the, the guys from successful franchises, and Dennis Leary is rubbing his Super Bowl ring in the face of Sonny Weaver. What do you think we should do here Shane? Do you think we should refer to these guys by their actual names or their character names? What do you
0: think is the best route? Um I I I think I, don't care. I, I think the uh, actors names are fine. Everyone's pretty well known. Um Yeah. I think I think, I think it's that's better.
1: We'll, we'll just do that from here on out to keep it uniform.
0: <laughs> I once again, you know, I don't think these type of arguments uh, unless unless you're really dysfunctional, you're gonna have before you make that trade, you, you're gonna run it by everyone in the organization. For gosh sakes.
1: Yep. And and disagreement, it's good. You want that 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 creative tension within an organization. You don't want every bu- uh, a bunch of sheep all saying the same things or towing the company line or saying what you want to hear. Uh, I think you want to have that discourse.
0: But not eight hours before the draft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, and like, not without consulting the process. other key decision makers.
0: Yeah.
1: And now Vontae Mack is with those two little kids at Jim uh, Baree or something of that nature, having another call with the GM of the Browns. Split screen six. And basically, Costner's just telling him here, hey, quit tweeting. People hate that. You, you know, yeah, it's man. not even for his own benefit. He's basically trying to help the kids say, hey, you're hurting yourself. Don't do this. And Vontae Mack is very much of a uh, character.
0: Because you're tweeting. Yeah, yeah. Tweet Vontae finish. Mack is
1: a player who's very much aware of his situation, where he kind of falls in the draft, that if he doesn't go at this spot, he's going to fall, and it's going to cost him a lot of money, and he wants to go as high as possible, make the most money as possible. Talking about how he sacked uh, the, the great Bo Callahan four times, four out of 11 times. And now he's he's giving Costner a subtle tip. Go watch him. Go watch my game. Watch what happens after I hit him. So now uh, Costner's I mean, well, already assume,
0: has doubt.
1: Feeding the flames of doubt.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume that they have watched that already.
1: Look closer, Shane. You gotta look closer. everybody's missing. Everybody.
0: <laughs> everybody. How, how much? How much tape do you think uh, think think they watch on Drafty?
1: <laughs> All right. Now we're uh, in the team facilities again. We're walking through the uh, strength room, the weight room. There's the uh, strength and conditioning of coach, I assume. They're talking about uh, Brian Drew, that uh, kind of journeyman type quarterback who some people in the organization like who's kind of just been essentially set out to pasture when they they made this gigantic trade for this uh, new face of the franchise. But the strength coach is telling him how good this guy's looking in his rehab, coming back from the injury. He's the strongest he's ever been, yada, yada, yada. Can throw it 15 yards deeper. Oh. He benched 250 25 times,
0: Shane. That's all you need to know. That's it. That's all you
1: need to know. How many bench reps do you think Peyton Manning does? Two. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be single digits. (laughs) Secret
0: workouts.
1: Now, Costner's in the uh, bathroom in the kitchen sink, kind of having a uh, little time for some reflection, splashing some water on his face, trying to figure out what (laughs) the hell he's doing. Split screen, not telephone call, but we got a split screen.
0: That's number seven.
1: Costner and Garner, close up, pan in. Their movie star moments.
0: Yeah. The
1: hero shots. That's. I mean that 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 is that is huge. Is it just me or is the guys' bathroom a lot nicer than the women's there?
0: Yeah, I mean. I, you think, I, I, the, I
1: guess I don't have a lot of experience, but I guess I was always under the assumption that it was the opposite. Costa's going in to check in on all the scouts and coaches, seeing what they've dug up on this Callahan character, and they're basically saying, it's all good. It's exactly what we thought he was, no doubt.
0: He's Coster hanging out like with ladies digged. in the car.
1: <laughs> he got a C-minus in French, and he used to bite his fingernails. <laughs> Is that the equivalent of Teddy Bridgewater has thin ankles and, and yeah, had a bad throw sure, day? <laughs>
0: I don't want guys to bite their fingernails, Scott. I think you got to write them off your board.
1: Talking a little bit about his social life and whether or not he's a ladies' man and to what degree. So far, he's still the best prospect we've ever seen. Easy, Sonny, they say.
0: I mean, then, then there's, there's not really a discussion. You would think. You would think like you would know you would know by a couple hours before the draft
1: and it seems like costner's just kind of playing devil's advocate here just kind of pushing everybody but uh i think it's pretty clear by his actions and his reactions throughout the movie so far that there's something in his gut that's uh that's telling him something's missing
0: why why did he make the trade
1: gotta make a splash don't you remember the water park
0: the owner? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't forget the water park, But, uh, you know, if, if you're not sure, then.
1: All right. Just under seven hours left until the draft. They, they seem a little behind in the process. And we're back seven in hours. Seattle. We got a phone call. Costner's who, back on the line. Ooh. Wondering why Seattle made the deal. Why did they trade the top pick in Callahan? Uh, I think it's at this point Costner is officially having full-fledged second doubt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he should be just fired just right now.
1: Meanwhile, in Seattle, outside the team quarter headquarters, outside the coach's window, the Seattle fans oh, are oh, setting up to pick it and riot because they traded this elite prospect who they had their heart set on and boo, idiot, Tom must go. The natives are restless in Seattle.
0: I wonder if fans would be mad in that, in this situation. So it seems like most people are down with trading down in the draft. Like most fans seem to want that, but I guess for the top, Oh, hey, ooh, like hanging them in effigy over there, but <laughs> a little I,
1: I mean, if this is truly an Andrew Luck type guy, right. I don't know. You think Colts fans would have been happy even with three number ones? I know that's a a, a bushel of picks. but
0: yeah, I'm probably not. Probably not.
1: Now we got Jennifer Garner and Kevin Costner having a secret meeting in the supply room. Supply closets. For all the supply best meetings closet. happen. We're getting personal. We're get, we're digging a little deeper into the the relationship between these two. And, of course, uh, we failed to mention that Jennifer Gardner is PG. She's got a bun in the oven. Yeah. And uh, Costner, as a a dude and a a football guy, did not (laughs) handle it as well as he probably should have, and he's attempting a mea culpa here, essentially.
0: In the supply closet. It's probably a good conversation to have on draft day. Hey, who's got a little time? Why not? Yeah, I mean, they haven't looked into the guy they're going to draft, so you might as well deal with your personal issues instead. At this at this
1: point, uh, they're obviously playing pretty fast and loose anyway, so why not duck into the supply closet for a little one-on-one time <laughs> with your girlfriend?
0: I'm like, man, he does that a lot. That's Maybe that's how she got pregnant. And we're basically getting uh
1: insight into Jennifer Gardner's character here, where she's not this girly girl. She's
0: Cleveland through and through.
1: She loves football. Uh, she's a, a a guy girl. Oh. She understands this life. Uh, and then, of course, who's knocking at the door, Shane?
0: The intern. The intern. He, he's got to get the, some cleaning supplies.
1: Yeah. And the journeyman quarterback is destroying... Sonny's office. He is not what, happy that uh, they basically uh, put him out to pasture.
0: What? So he goes
1: in and destroys the GM's office? Well, we're already lighting fires in there. He might as well push some things, I, I some mean, papers the papers around.
0: The guy needs a lock on his door, for gosh
1: sakes. Now the quarterback, in the heat of the moment, he's in the locker room, packing up uh, all his stuff. He's got teammates and coaches kind of trying to calm him down and be the voice of reason, but, but he's coming in hot, Shane. I think we're heading yep. for uh,
0: an Mark altercation. Mark Finch is not happy right here.
1: What's his first words to Sonny? Trade me. <laughs> <laughs> for a guy who's supposedly in charge, Sonny sure answers to a lot of people, doesn't he?
0: Right. I don't think he would uh... deal with this. Once, once again, I feel like a lot of the issues in this in this movie would have been would have been solved if he had just called everyone before making the trade. Then after,
1: <laughs> that's not dramatic, Shane. This is
0: a movie. Come on, <laughs> like hey, let's let's make sure everyone's cool with this. Let's have a good conversation beforehand. Instead of, and, and uh, I will
1: say that this movie, if the screenwriters had just, I, I, I mean, any really hardcore draft mix you'd think they would run this script by people. I mean, I'm not saying us, certainly, but I, I would have done it. I, I'm available, Hollywood. <laughs> Hit me up but in the future. But, I mean, I, I feel like if you just let me read the script, I could have pointed out maybe half a dozen things that were relatively minor that they could have tweaked that would have, you know, made it a lot less laughable in certain areas.
0: So, so Kevin Costner, next time you're in a sports movie, you can suggest uh, they come to us. We'll be happy to do it. We
1: should uh, watch and uh, during the credits and see who the creative consultants were because they might have a bone to pick.
0: Let's, we'll send them some emails. I mean, it's draft it's draft day for us right now, so we, we don't have anything to do. And they may have gotten
1: the advice. Maybe the the makers of the film just decided to uh, ignore it in the uh, interest of uh, cinema.
0: I think the intern would have been fired by now. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh he's he's on thin ice. Uh he's got Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> he's got Jennifer Gardner in his corner, Shane, and you know how it goes. Uh, happy that, wife. That's happy wife, that's happy, wife happy life.
0: I did see her in Daredevil, so he you know it's uh...
1: And Costner now is walking into his office that has been destroyed. We're in a new city, Shane. Kansas City. Kansas City. Shout out oh, to my. Jenks, Honks. Five hours. So now the Browns have an extra quarterback. They've got this journeyman, Brian, who a lot of people seem to have an affinity for. So uh, they're going to explore a deal. Split screen number eight. The Chiefs are trying to to deal for the fictional version of Alex Smith, it appears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They, They do know that all too well.
1: and these two obviously have some sort of relationship, they're colleagues, and kind of and
0: most GMs, speaking most candidly. GMs have, yeah, most GMs have relationships, right? I mean, in the NFL, you've dealt with these guys over and over again. Even even new new GMs have been around an organization for a while. So. Yep. I, sure,
1: and I, I think that even happens in fantasy football, where you kind of deal with the people you're most familiar with, at least they're the first people you call. Mm-hmm. Did you see the quote? Did you see the quote from Jennifer Garner? There it was.
0: No, okay. Yep. There you go. It, I don't get jacked. I manage the cat. <laughs> I managed the cat. <laughs> She's really excited about that.
1: So now we're gonna have a little one on one between Dennis Leary and Jennifer Garner in the cafeteria. Basically, um Dennis Leary's coming in to uh basically say, Hey, what's going on with your dude here?
0: What's going on? What's what's going on? Like Dennis Leary, I think you're. I don't think there's anything you can do at this point.
1: If you don't know who Dennis Leary is, go check out his comedy bit on coffee. It's one of the greatest things you'll listen to, especially you, Shane. You're a coffee lover. Have you ever heard it?
0: I I have. No, I have. It's it's very good. I'm I'm with you. I I like Dennis Leary is just insane. I like it.
1: So Dennis Leary is basically saying, hey, I know you got his ear. I know you two got a little thing on the side here. Uh, how about you uh, get your man under control a little bit?
0: What I mean, what's Dennis Leary's goal at this point? Because they're not taking yeah. the running back. He wants to trade three first-round picks.
1: And, uh, I mean, I understand she's a part of the organization, too, but I can't imagine any dude... Would like somebody going behind a colleague going behind his back to his girlfriend trying to (laughs) advance his agenda. I can't imagine this. That's the best way to uh, to convince Costner.
0: Oh my god! Leary's
1: throwing out a bunch of football mumbo jumbo here. A little Omaha, Omaha. (laughs) We're
0: gonna have we have like it's gonna be like Leary against
1: Costner, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson against against uh. And Garner basically shuts him down, says, I'm not going to get caught in the middle of this. Go talk to him yourself. And then he eats the rest for a waffle.
0: Now, see, now I want some waffles. Now I'm, now I'm hungry.
1: Lots of things. breakfast food here. we got bra- waffles yeah. and pancakes so far.
0: I mean, it's what it, it starts at 3 in the afternoon. I mean, it's pretty late.
1: So now Kevin Costner is talking to the team's head of security, who, the guy who's kind of doing the investigative work on the prospect, specifically in this case Bo Callahan, uh, who's played by the guy who played Mary's brother in Something About Mary, also played Air, Al Swearingen's uh, top assistant and um, his muscle in the, the TV show Deadwood. Love this guy. So he, now he's he's kind of dropping some information on Costner, talking about how at Bo Callahan's 21st birthday, there was at a restaurant, things got out, a little out of control. The cops came. None of it was Bo's fault. He wasn't implicated or anything. But the names of everybody else there, a few hundred people, standard operating procedure, he says. And you ready for the other shooter drop here, Shane, or at least the the start of a the the, the reveal? Ooh. None of his teammates came to his 21st birthday, birthday party, party. Is that a red Dude. flag?
0: Done. That's it. Now his teammates He's don't like done. him. Yep.
1: So now That's Costner's the on the team. Costner's going to start picking at this <laughs> cab. He's calling the Wisconsin head coach now. You recognize this guy?
0: Uh, who is it? Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah, all right. That stash, that voice. Yeah, oh, man. And he's basically
1: telling Sonny that this Callahan is everything everybody's making him out to be, he's the real deal.
0: Which is what most college coaches are going to say, unless they have a problem. Yep, because
1: it benefits them. If your guy is the number one pick in the draft, you can tell he's <laughs> the next yeah. guy that you're hoping is going to be the number one pick, that, hey, look who I coached. Come play for me.
0: Yep. And the coach Split is kind of taking offense
1: to this line of questioning.
0: So screen number nine.
1: There we go. This is getting a little, little heated, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> the gist of this conversation is: Are you crazy, Sonny? Let's talk about this 21st birthday party. Sam Elliott immediately makes any movie at least five percent better.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, Tombstone, I would, Lebowski. I would imagine in in these you know uh, big college towns that you know, what he's saying is, <laughs> could <pretty laughs> easily be true. The police aren't just gonna gonna bypass those football players sometimes. And we're back in Cleveland.
1: And Cleveland fans are pumped. Whereas in Seattle, they're yeah. bringing decision makers in effigy. In Cleveland, they are elated. Go, Sonny. You're our hero. Go, number head. one. Another city, Buffalo. Buffalo. I like that. They're throwing some love to some of these smaller uh, franchises. You know, it's not just uh, New York and Florida. Yeah. We're in Kansas City, Buffalo, Cleveland, Seattle. All right, Buffalo wants that number one pick. Is the number one pick going to be traded twice in a couple hours, Shane?
0: Uh,
1: That would be odd. So it looks like they're offering uh, two number one picks and a couple players, one of which is a blue-chip running back. And, of course, we know Coach Dennis Leary wants that running back. He wants to pound Jeez, Buffalo, you should have probably offered this to Seattle. I probably would have taken it. Costner is asking for an hour to consider it and they said we'll give you half that
0: boom Buffalo playing hardball just like the bills
1: admit it you're enjoying this so far aren't you Shane it's okay
0: it's okay it's <laughs> okay
1: Ooh, we're getting some backstory here. We're finding out that Coach Dennis Leary has some connections to the people in Buffalo, and he might have been working a little bit behind the scenes here trying to to get himself Uh-oh. out of this mess that Sonny got him in. <laughs>
0: I already
1: agreed to the deal. It's done. And Costner sees right through it. Costner's not having any of it.
0: <laughs> Man, Dennis Leary, you're not smooth.
1: Sonny does not appreciate um, his coach going has, behind his has, back.
0: Has this where a pick has been traded on draft day and then traded again?
1: <sighs> I mean,
0: I'm trying to think. <laughs>
1: I cannot think of one instance. I mean, not at the top. and certainly not one that was traded for that type of package. I mean, usually you're right, you're if you right. make that type of deal, you're doing it for a very good reason because you have the conviction. And you've probably got already talked to me. Tarzans about. in that locker room. I could use a Jane. <laughs> we're get. I love we're getting some of these scu- squout, uh, scouting cliches involved in the mix.
0: <laughs> just Throw them in there.
1: All right. So Leary talks to him a little more and gets him to at least consider. So he says, "All right, we got 25 minutes. Let's take a look at it and see what we think."
0: What's happening? So someone someone just stabs him. Here's our owner. Rock. Still, Still rocking impressive. the
1: shades. Showing yeah, up on not, red carpet in New York. Ready for his moment in the spotlight. Loving every second of it.
0: Not taking him off.
1: Drinking it in. Looking around the floor of the NFL draft. Once again, <laughs> shot at the actual event. So well, very those chairs.
0: Feel. Those chairs look comfortable. Not too bad. there he is. Roger Goodell.
1: Roger Goodell. I wonder if this is his cinematic debut. Getting his SAG (laughs) card for this?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's his next profession.
1: I I think he uh, ought to stick with the commission. Uh, Well, I I guess you could make an argument he's not doing very good at that (laughs) job either. (laughs) He's at least being compensated very well. He's getting a lot more as commissioner than he is for this acting job. He's probably getting the (laughs) uh, SAG bin. So now Costner's talking over this potential trade with his girlfriend-slash-cap specialist. And uh, he seems legitimately torn, I would say, Shane. He feels like he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here.
0: I guess. guess. He just shouldn't have made the deal in the first place.
1: Well, I think that's the gist of this. I think he's frustrated that he allowed himself to be kind of forced into doing something that he wasn't convinced he wanted to do. And just
0: buyers there's, there's, life, Draft day. Life lessons.
1: Kind of getting some insight into the internal struggle going on within Sonny right now. He's having a heart to heart with Garner.
0: Okay. I mean, see, I, I like Kevin Costner. I think he's doing well. Like this type of stuff works you know, works for him. And makes this palatable.
1: Well, we're going to do a kind of a recap, too, at the end during the credits. You know, we'll get kind of get your take, you know, maybe while we're watching, Shane, keep in mind, what's one thing you would change, one thing you like the most, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And Gardner showing uh, exactly what a, a football lover she is by referencing exact plays from 25 years ago, the exact situation, the yard line, the time and the clock. She's the real deal, Shane.
0: Bon, bon, hey, she she just does the camp.
1: Of course, the infamous uh, John Candy in the stands that Montana points out in the huddle is about to lead the uh, his team on a Super Bowl winning drive. Once again, they're intercutting actual NFL footage. This is kind of uh, at least one of uh, a come-to-Jesus moment for Costner, um, where he's kind of getting his thoughts in order. Jennifer Gardner's helping him sort things out. and Profound. No one can stop a ticking clock, but the great ones find a way to slow it down. Oh. Sun Tzu says. Deep. Deep.
0: All
1: right. Costner charges back in, talks to all the scouts, and says, I made a decision. Tell Buffalo it's a no. Yeah. What does Dennis Leary think about that, Shane? I want Dennis Leary to start choking. Boneheaded
0: move, he tells him, Take him down.
1: But now Costner's thinking back to what Vontae Mack told him about that Wisconsin Ohio State game and says, "Pull up that film. I want to double check something." Oh, so here gotta, we go. Got to watch,
0: got to watch film the day of the draft. I haven't watched this yet.
1: Let's find uh, out what. When,
0: when, wouldn't they be uh, watching scouts' uh, coaches' tape here?
1: It doesn't look as good on screen, Shane.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on now.
1: That high angle coaches' film is not nearly as sexy as the uh, this stuff. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah. You should have seen some of the stuff I watched on Ali Marpet. I literally watched him against the U.S. <laughs> Merchant Marines.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was bad.
1: So they see a play here. That this is not his finest moment, but, you know, hey,
0: it happens. Hey, one play. Uh, obviously, they have watched this, that already. Obviously, they've watched that like 50,000 times. They were considering that the linebacker
1: from Ohio State. And this is where Vontae Mack has four sacks against Callahan. That's his uh, his defining moment, basically. So they're seeing not only what a good player Vontae Mack is and his uh, kind of elite speed off the edge, but they're also saying, oh, Bo doesn't maybe like to get hit. Maybe gets a little skittish uh-huh. under pressure.
0: One one now play pro
1: ready thing they just saw eliminates those doubts. Down- <laughs> Let's we'll try again. Watch again, Shane. Look closer. Uh. we're getting into the nitty gritty now. Talking about the type of system, yeah. the type of offense they run. So on this great play where Callahan stood in there and made this textbook throw that everybody loved, where's Vontae Mack? Oh, he's not on the field for that play. He got ejected. In the third quarter because oh he stripped the ball and, and gave it to a fan. So they threw him out of the game because he gave the ball they to a fan. Out He's, out of out of the game. Showboat.
0: He's out of here.
1: So all of a sudden Callahan starts looking a lot better once he doesn't have to worry about Vontae coming off that edge. But is there more to this story, Shane?
0: Maybe if they were watching Coach's film, then they could see more to the story.
1: I think there is more to the story. I think you re- we're about to see oh.
0: it. Who's he giving that football to? Oh. Kick him out. Mm. check him out for
1: giving it to his nephews. Well, that's just it. He's not showboating like they think he is.
0: You can't bom, just bom, hand all to some
1: girl, but yeah. it's not some girl, Shane. Pause it on her. It's his sister.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Who died six months later. She's got a <laughs> bandana on. You can see she's got cancer. Jesus.
0: Come on, come on! That wait. So, so, Sonny's dad died a week ago. Max's sister dies six months after he gives her a football. This is this is a depressing movie.
1: I, I, I love Dennis Leary's reaction to find out that it was his sister who later died that he gave the football to. Boo, friggin' who?
0: <laughs>
1: Heart of gold from Leary. Whatever. So now Jennifer Garner, we're back in Sonny's office that was trashed previously and she finds something on the floor, a folded up piece of paper that she saw him writing on this morning at their house over uh, uh, over the kitchen counter.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Now we're back in New York. Rich Eisen making his uh, his appearance, talking with the owner of the Browns.
0: Who? He run Shane? 40?
1: What's he still doing? Still
0: has Jeez. his sunglasses on.
1: Why? Got why? You. That's obviously his thing, you know. That's his calling card. That's his trademark.
0: Don't trust. Still him. Don't soaking God. up
1: all this attention. Yeah. He's getting exactly what he wanted at that water park this morning,
0: Shane. He wanted to <laughs> splash. He's getting all wet. <laughs> water park. Sure, that's <laughs> the only place my owner will meet with me. Is the freaking water park. He loves it. He's in a speedo. It's great. We're back in the broom closet. Yeah. Where's
1: the we intern? Costner. She's going to lose the baby, isn't she? We just got to make it as depressing as possible. <laughs> that went dark. Where, why'd you go there, Shane? Jeez.
0: <laughs>
1: this is a fun movie. No babies dying in a Oh,
0: Everyone's dying. Everyone's dead already. <laughs> Only sisters well, and fathers. No babies. No, no babies. That's good. It's, maybe a little too too much over these uh these dramatic scenes here. The intern needs cleaning and supplies again. Of course, the
1: inter- intern on the door for a little bit of comic relief.
0: <laughs> and it's the head of
1: security. He needs to talk to Sonny. It's urgent.
0: Now yeah. we found something out on three hours before the draft. That we're...
1: You got to give the security guy credit. This guy's on the ball. I mean, talk about yeah, short I mean, notice.
0: Two hours. Boom.
1: He's got everything. This guy's earning his check today. Got a new Callahan story for him. And, and this guy always gives the information in, like, these these tales, you know, these, these lessons. <laughs> I'll let you listen to the story, and then you can recap it. That's a pretty good one.
0: Mm. Oh, Bo Callahan's a liar. And moral of the story, flip through the book when your employer gives you something find the $100 bill.
1: He said they they give them playbooks to study and they put a $100 bill on the back. And, of course, when you're talking to them, then they're going to bring up, hey, I found a $100 bill at the back of that thing. Well, of course, Bo Callahan didn't bring it up because he didn't read it. Didn't know it was there. But then he... Then he said. Then he lied about it. He kind of doubled down on the lie, even when they called him on it.
0: So, so basically, when your employer gives you something to read, just at least flip through it. Make sure there's no money.
1: But he says the second strangest thing he's seen. The one other, the strangest, another kid gave the hundred dollar bill back. Guess who that was, Shane? Mac. Nope. The other quarterback. Brian Drew, this journeyman that everybody likes, but they're kind of sending out to pasture. Awesome. And once again, uh, this this story comes from a place of truth. Uh, the, the Raiders did this with Jamarcus Russell was after they drafted him, but they had concerns that Jamarcus Russell wasn't studying like he was supposed to, so they put something at the back of his playbook, and he came in the next day and was like, oh yeah, I went through the whole thing, I got it, and they knew for a fact he was lying. So once again, it's there's a degree of truth to it. And we're in another locale. We're in Houston now. We're in the we're three numbers ten. Make
0: a Houston double digits here. So now the Texans,
1: they're picking in the middle of the first round, and uh, they know that the Browns were previously interested in Vontae Mack, and they assume that because they trade up to number one, they're taking Bo Callahan, they're no longer interested, and because these two are friends and colleagues, he just wants to kind of get the, uh, the inside scoop on Vontae Mack and say, hey, is there anything I should know?
0: Oh, Kevin Costner. It really sounds like Kim Costner should have just kept his old picks.
1: I think if he if you gave him a do over, he would probably uh, jump at that opportunity at this point. Now we're at Vontae Max's house, and he's talking with uh, I think that's his agent, and kind of get the skinny on uh, the hey, int- Houston's interested in you at fifteen, and Vonte is not happy about being the fifteenth
0: pick. And and I think that that's an actual. NFL agent, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh crap! I didn't even look that closely. I should have paid more attention to that. Yeah. I keep forgetting to look for those cameos.
0: Oh, Cosmos mom is my favorite character by far. <laughs> she's, just, she's insane. As this guy Twitter. doesn't have enough to deal with, right? <laughs> right. Like, come on now. I, you're, I'll not let my mom show up to the office. Oh God, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> she puts the urn <laughs> with his father's
1: ashes right on his desk.
0: Oh, that says, is says basically, See?
1: "We need to go spread his ashes dark. on the practice field right now." <laughs> Mom, you have to do it on draft day.
0: Can we? Can we wait till till uh, till the weekend's over? Honestly,
1: Costner's just basically. Are you kidding me?
0: What's I this? have the intern throw her out.
1: She seems like the type of uh, gal that you don't uh, what? tell what to do.
0: <laughs> so, so she's really arguing to, to to spread the ashes on draft
1: day. And it's becoming obvious, too, that Costner had a complicated relationship with his
0: father. Yeah.
1: Jennifer Garner's joining the family reunion.
0: Great. With his ex-wife's mother. Maybe this is why this guy should just quit. Like, his, his one around him is just not, uh, not helping.
1: If you're Costner at this point, don't you just throw your hands up and go home
0: crawl into bed? <laughs> I'm
1: done. It's I too can't much. I can see the
0: eyes of my owner. My my girlfriend wants to – we've got we to talk about our personal issues. My mom wants to spread ashes, and the the coach wants to set my office on fire. Uh, this is not going well. Not a, not a good day for him.
1: Yeah, just think of all the things that have happened to him. The owner's basically gave him an ultimatum. He's traded three future first-round picks. Uh, his office has been trashed, he's fighting with the coach, he just found out his girlfriend's pregnant, his dad's dead, yeah. his mother's giving him crap, I would be in a fetal position under my desk hiding.
0: Does anyone have some respect for this, Is like, the most important day of the year for him? Just, maybe we should hold this off till Sunday. Can you imagine
1: the other coaches and the scouts and people? They're probably like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, why is this guy Archie? A little focus, Kevin. Can we get 5% here?
0: Oh, God.
1: Yes, that's... So we make it out to the practice field. Costner's kind of beaten down and... If <laughs> you know that they will come. And now we're going to learn a little bit more about the father. He's going to have another heart-to-heart with Jennifer Garner. We can very yeah, clearly like see her role in this film.
0: the film. I'm kind of done with the, the heartfelt. let's.
1: She is very much serving as a device to advance the story.
0: Yeah, just any any time the guy, we need more exposition, we'll just, just have this exactly. moment. Anytime. Um.
1: So now we find out that Costner's the one who fired his own father, this legendary figure in this organization. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Ah. But we find out why wasn't out of a a negative place. His father was dying if he didn't give up coaching and uh, he did it for his father's own good because his father would never quit on his own. And then he died. Can see why uh, that relationship might have become a little strained at the end.
0: I I think we've learned uh, sometimes coaches with health issues... uh, They've done better while they're still coaching than when they left. Yeah, it, it kind
1: of is unreal. I mean, you think back to Bear Bryant, Joe Paterno, both of those guys. is Very shortly after they gave up the sport uh, and walked away, they uh, they
0: passed <laughs> away. Oh. And here
1: comes a big group of people led by the mother and the ex-wife with the ashes, including the coaches and the personnel people who look like they're overjoyed to be a part of this from your hours before the draft. Poor interns trying to fix the computer that was destroyed in one of the other incidents. Poor assistants like, my computer got broke. I think I think I think Rick needs uh needs a vacation.
0: Is that his name? Intern Rick? <laughs> Intern Rick.
1: Costner's apologizing for busting his computer and <laughs> <laughs> surprise
0: you pay to work here.
1: I think this is a point where Kevin Costner's starting to uh kind of get a hold of things. I think his head's been spinning. I think, I he think he's he starting to get a hold of a little bit now.
0: I don't think he can ever get a hold of things. I think that that that, that ship has sailed.
1: Costner's got control of things. He's not going to let us down. For the draft, you see that countdown, Shane? There you go. Draft countdown. That's what that is forty minutes. Forty minutes there. left. And here comes the golden boy, Bo Callahan, arrives at the draft. Oh. Looking like a movie star on the red carpet.
0: Doing I like his interview. hair. That's a selling point
1: right there. Let's and here see. comes more players. Here comes the running back. Uh, what was his name? Ray, I believe. This is the guy who fathered the father Foster. the Browns legend, Aaron Foster. Yeah, we can call him that instead. <laughs> <said. laughs>
0: I mean, that's basically who he is. Just a... You know, getting drafted this time, at least. Actual draft
1: mix here, Shane. These are actual people who are at the draft. Now we're seeing lots of cameos. There's Neon Deion Sanders, Primetime, Shades, and Ray Lewis. He
0: still not taking off his of sunglasses. Yeah, they I mean, might be prescription, Shane. I think you at least get those ones that, uh, that don't have the, the shading part when you're inside. I do like these tables. I like the gra- The centerpieces are very nice.
1: Diddy's back. His uh, phone is blowing up. It's Sonny Weaver.
0: Everything like, Everybody thinks
1: it's the status quo. They are just uh, think it's a formality that he's going to be the number one pick, but Sonny right. wants to talk to Bo again. And both times when Sonny's called, they both, Diddy and Bo Callanan, have kind of looked at each other like, they've... It's like they, uh, they're they in on something together.
0: No, he has no friends. All right.
1: Split screen number 11. Toss is asking him about whether or not his teammates sure. came to the birthday party.
0: Did they come?
1: And this he is a moment know. in the movie now because I, I think this is Costner's going to make his final decision here. Yep. This is the equivalent of looking you in the eye. Kind of a uh, unsatisfying phone call, I would say.
0: I'm in that 21st birthday party. That's it.
1: Conversation. Both men seem as though they leave it with
0: doubts. ba bum.
1: Now Costner's <laughs> in the dark room by himself, overlooking the field. Rolling the football <laughs> like, around in his
0: hand. Reflecting. Yeah, you got to pick up the football. This is like the most uh, as dramatic as you get. It's like, uh. Oh, look at the, his mom with her, the wind blowing her scarf, her scarf blowing in the wind. Classic.
1: Once again, Gotta a pretty a cool shot, man. Looking out that uh, that 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 window at the field and uh, in his reflective moment. And here comes Garner back. We need some more heart to heart. Yes. Garner's essentially the person, the only person he really truly trusts. I would. Say. So now he's asking her about Bo Callahan.
0: He's a winner. Best quarterback stat ever.
1: Ryan Leaf name drop. Tom Brady. Ooh. Referencing some classic NFL draft moments. <laughs> Garner's essentially telling him to follow his heart, and then she puts that green piece of paper that he was writing on this morning in their house that she found uh, crumpled gosh, up on the floor. F- what does that piece of paper say, Shane? Pick up some milk. Uh. <laughs> all right. Less than ten minutes till the start of the NFL draft. We're at, we see Vontae Mack in his living room with all his family at his draft party. We're in the bar in Cleveland. <laughs> The one time a year they get to be excited?
0: <laughs> ah, man, you just keep bashing these Browns. You, you can't help it yourself. <laughs> they make it so easy.
1: Well, here's the Browns VIP draft party. Here's some cameos.
0: Is that his mom again? How did she get there? They're
1: she's, rocking some Papa John's in the the Browns' yeah. war room.
0: That's tradition, classic.
1: That's your traditional not, draft not,
0: day not, meal, right, Shane? It's com- I'm pretty soon here. Um, yeah, I've got to get that advertising in. Berman with the cameo. Boomer, Berman? Berman. Still rocking the shades.
1: There's the owner's shades, and now he's really ready. He's in the wings of the stage. He's ready for his big glory shot here to get to go and uh, shake hands with that number one pick, the guy who's going to be the face of his franchise. But uh, what's going on at their table? The guy's shrugging his shoulders.
0: Like, you don't have the pick, pick yet. What's happening here? You don't have the pick. Are they just going to pass on the pick? <laughs>
1: Buckle up, Shane. Buckle uh, up. If, both that
0: happens, if that even happens, I will flip out. You can't say it's unrealistic. It's actually
1: happening. It, it is unrealistic. unrealistic.
0: It's the number, number one pick. passed
1: on picks. Well, not number one. No, but it's not the, not, number one
0: pick. Pick. not the number one pick.
1: Goodell's oh, back up. I love that they put the actual draft mix and the people at the draft yeah. in this. Oh, that's good. Finally, draft Knicks are getting the the love and respect we all crave, huh, Shane?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh
1: yes. And we're also yeah. looking in the 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 room, uh, the the living room of that uh, the quarterback Brian, who uh, is sitting there with his wife and young child, basically looking like the ideal family man. Dennis Leary, you better make Shane? the pick. The Browns are on the clock. They have 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: they 10 minutes.
1: Things are about uh, to hit the fan. See? Eisen's even so, talking about how in 2003... Which Eisen knows? He knows everything. The Vikings were passed up by multiple teams when they didn't get their pick in and on time.
0: Does right, have Bundy's the, first the draft pick. Table. You have the first pick. Make the pick.
1: Now the the draft table in New York is calling and say, hey, it's time to go. What are we going to do here? We we oh. need the name. Give me it.
0: Their GM fell asleep. Al Davis has done that a couple times. A
1: thumbs up to the owner. The owner's got the jersey with Callahan on it. Everything, he's ready. There you Everything's go. Everything's going according to plan, Shane.
0: If I was one of the
1: dudes in New York, I would have just handed it in. Sonny Costner walks into the war room, tells all his people, I already sent it in. It's done. 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 So, boom, the Browns have made the pick. Oh, oh. They gave up three first-rounders to move up for. The pick is in. The card is up. They're bringing it up to the commish. We're going to get it announced. We got Mayock holding it down for draft everywhere. <laughs> We got Calahan there, go. there with his uh, his girlfriend. We're seeing all these players in the war room, and yeah, here comes the big moment. Shane, you ready?
0: I'm ready. He, does he pick Good his mom?
1: Rides to the straight to the stage.
0: Oh jeez! Oh snap, <laughs> Shane! What happened? So, <laughs> well, they take the guy that they were gonna get, have they not traded three first round picks. So, who is like cool. Montaigne- you Mac? You can't the linebacker. You can't tell okay, Mac, right? You can't tell me, Scott, that if this happened in real life, that you would, uh, you would, you would just rip them a new one. Well, I, I, let's put this into perspective. Let let <laughs> don't even
1: try. Let's go back to the RG3 year. Let's say this is the year the, the, that Washington traded all the way up for Robert Griffin III. They gave up three first-round yep. picks, but instead of taking RG3, they took – I'm trying to think who else was in that draft. Who would have been the equivalent? Who was like a late top ten, early teens type pick, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, see.
0: Uh, what
1: was
0: that? Matt Khalil. Uh, Luke keekley
1: yeah, I, I think Keekley's probably, a, was that the same year? Yeah. If that's the same year especially, same year. that's a really good comparison. Yeah. So if
0: they had traded up to two and then taken Luke Keekley, you would have ripped them a new one. Yeah, and it's not that Keekley was
1: a bad player or that Vontae Mack's a bad player. It's just they could have had him where they were. They didn't have to mortgage their entire future. Especially. And there's that green piece of paper again, Shane.
0: They, uh, they keep showing
1: us that. That's got to be important, right? That's got <laughs> All right, there's Coach Dennis Leary. He picks up that crumpled piece of paper. What does it say, Shane?
0: Wait, then why did did you trade? What does it say? Vontae Vontae Mack, no no matter
1: what. Yep, so that was his plan this morning. He started off, he wanted Vontae Mack, and, well, I, I think it's pretty clear why he made the trade. He was backed into a corner. Everybody, the owner told him, you better do it. And now the owner is none too pleased. His moment in the sunshine just, just got stolen. Order.
0: That's that's pretty bad. That's the pretty owner bad.
1: hops into his ride in his SUV and takes
0: off. I do like that phone case though. That's <laughs> good. The brass knuckles. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that would be a good sign for a prospect. I don't know if I want my players.
0: (laughs) I don't think teams would react (laughs) to having having brass knuckles
1: handy at all times. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing uh, some players don't do, it seems. Uh, Vontae Mack is very happy, Shane. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing everything but scream, show me the money at this point.
0: I mean, that'll be good when uh, when Sonny gets fired.
1: On the other end of the spectrum, Bo Callahan is mad shocked. Diddy's trying to calm him down in the back alley.
0: Yeah, yeah puff, everything's
1: going puff, haywire at God. this point.
0: I think you'll be okay. I I, you're fine. You're not in Cleveland. Probably a good thing. <laughs> no, you're Sorry, taking
1: Cleveland. shots at Cleveland. That's my job. Well,
0: <laughs> well, <in> the quarterback <laughs> thing. Allen. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: no, that's all right. There's plenty of room to go around. Uh, Did you see on the back screen there? There's the draft value chart.
0: Yeah, see, so there you go, Jimmy Johnson's still alive.
1: It's all in the details.
0: Like, another, another Jennifer Garner scene.
1: More sage wisdom. Sometimes the correct path is the tortured one. The
0: correct path was not to trade three first round picks in the first place.
1: Then, and based, you, then she's telling him that she sees thi- that he sees things others don't. He's apparently a, a football savant. She's trying to comfort <laughs> him, <is> him and. <laughs> Reassure him he that watched, he didn't just make himself a laughing stock. He watched that Knock Coaches film. Uh oh. One of the assistants comes in and something's happening, Shane. What's going on? So he sees things other people don't, but they all knew it before he did. Bo Callahan is sliding now. <laughs> Because there's all kinds of rumors. and and basically the, the the gist of this is that well, Cle- why Cleveland passed on him? He's supposed to be a sure thing. If they don't like him, what's wrong? What are we missing? That, that's so, pretty dumb. You have
0: to. That's pretty like teams would not feel like they passed on. Him, we're not taking him now.
1: Out of fear, other
0: teams just, are passing, and he is falling.
1: So now, not only did Bo Callahan not go number one, he could drop to seventh. And guess who's picking at okay. seven? That's uh, where they used to be picking, and now the Seahawks have that pick.
0: Uh-oh. Well,
1: now the Seahawks might luck out. They, the Seahawks might have got three first-round picks plus the guy that they were going to take at number one so anyway. Not to mention saving their bacon with those fans who are literally burning them in effigy.
0: <laughs> yes, I actually did.
1: So now Costner's wheels are spinning. He's Maybe thinking, how, how can I take advantage of this? And this is where he pinpoints Jacksonville's got a young, inexperienced general manager. Maybe we can take advantage of him like Seattle took advantage of my, take advantage of his inexperience. So we're in another city Now we're going to Jacksonville, the war room. All right, Shane, th- th- buckle up. This might be the, th- th- uh, suspend. This you might have to suspend your belief at
0: this point, okay? I'm not suspending my disbelief anymore than I already have. And the Jacksonville GM looks like a huge <laughs> <zero target>. head. <laughs> so the GM of Jacksonville is a high school senior.
1: <laughs> His eyes are wide open. He's darting around the <laughs> room, know what's happening.
0: I didn't even know it was draft <laughs> day.
1: <laughs> and the, the fourth pick here and on the board. Boom. Still not Bo Callahan. So now there's only one pick left before Jacksonville's on the clock. Gosh. Because is <laughs> picking at six, no, one spot ahead of Seattle. Of and they say, well, the, the team at five, we know they're not taking the, the quarterback, so, hey, maybe we can find a way to uh, finagle something here.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: I'm, I'm going to kind of be quiet during this exchange, Shane, and let you kind of recap it, because I know what's going to happen. I want to get your reaction.
0: Uh, All right, split screen 12. This Jaguar's young is nuts. Oh... Callahan's bust.
1: So in vague terms, he's terms, he's basically uh scaring the jacks of the experienced Jacksonville GM off of O'Callahan. <laughs>
0: little
1: little bit of gamesmanship here, Shane.
0: Uh yeah. I, I want to talk to the Jacksonville owner for
1: hiring this guy. Costner says, hey, "Come on, you, you don't want to come out of this looking like a donkey." I'm gonna, I'm gonna incorporate that phrase into my uh, repertoire when I'm talking about teams that do something stupid. They look like a donkey. So Costner just basically crapped all over Callahan. Says, "But you know what? I'll take that pick off your hands." Right. Classic move. Classic manipulation going on here.
0: You know how many picks left.
1: So now they're talking trade for that sixth pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. This Jaguars GM, he 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 might he might be dead by the end of this.
1: Did you see what Costner's first offer was for the sixth overall pick in yeah. the draft? Which was? Two seconds. Oh.
0: Three years, number two picks. He's going to be trading picks in 2053 pretty soon.
1: And they're not even like three three second round picks in the same year. They're in right the next three years. This is the this is my number one nitpick with this movie. That's awful. If this would have been the number one thing on my list would be like you gotta make it seem more realistic. <laughs> There's no way you're trading the six overall pick in the draft for three second round picks, let alone a second round pick and two future second round picks. I mean, I mean it's
0: absolutely so at least a at least have him toss in the journeyman quarterback and B. What happened to the Buffalo Bills? They weren't they offering two firsts and, a, and players to get this quarterback, and now what, they just they're just sitting on their thumbs. Yeah, what I happened
1: mean, to them? Just,
0: this this is the what this
1: is the moment I have the most difficult time with. And like I said, I'm I'm usually a glass half full type of guy, but this is the one that uh, I, I can see that if people are going to criticize this movie, this is definitely a, a spot that is ripe for it.
0: Oh. Now
1: he's. So then he makes the trade, and Costner basically pats the Jacksonville GM right. on the head, and says, "You did good, kid."
0: So, so they're both gonna get fired by the end of this. <laughs>
1: Costner just the Browns doing pretty good now. Costner's, No, rolling. the Browns have no picks for the next three years. But they got the sixth overall pick. And they got the picks for nothing. But they're getting. Oh they God. got Callahan now, right? Yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't he think? We're not done yet, Shane.
0: We're not done yet. Denver takes him unexpectedly.
1: So now they're just kind of uh, holding their breath, hoping that Denver doesn't take Callahan at five. And Dennis Leary is even more irate than ever. He's saying, I can't coach a team that
0: doesn't have a future. And Maybe Dennis Leary will set the whole building on fire.
1: Costner just basically banned, literally bangs his hand on the table and says, Hey. Give me a minute here. If you don't like it, I'll quit tomorrow, but just sit back and pay attention, boys.
0: Minute, then his mom's going to walk in with someone Daddy's
1: back. worked here.
0: <laughs> I know things other people don't.
1: Oh, Shades ain't happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's still, he's still wearing the shades. <laughs> You're a dead man. I
1: would love Chokes. to hear, was that the director's choice was that the actor's choice for the sunglasses <laughs> I, I gotta know more about that
0: we got we got to find out the sunglasses
1: so now seattle's sitting there rubbing their hands together they look like the cat that just ate the canary they think this could not have worked out any better for us but then they get a call from sunny
0: traders of three
1: first round picks back about to rain on the seahawks parade And much to Seattle's dismay, Sonny lets him know that they just traded for that sixth pick, so now they got the spot right ahead of them. And <laughs> if the Seahawks want the Callahan, they're going to have to deal with Cleveland and Sonny. Wait,
0: Joey, they're going to trade this pick. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Did I not tell you to buckle up?
0: I, I like.
1: I'm in a glass case of emotion Shane. Him. This is yeah, uh, it's a roller coaster. Her.
0: This is unreal.
1: So talk us through this here, talk. Talk us through, Shane. I, I want to get your reaction to this now this is going on.
0: <laughs> uh, so so, wait, you going to hold him hostage?
1: The shoe is on the other foot now. This morning the Seahawks <laughs> were taking advantage of him. Now he's <laughs> going to take advantage of the Seahawks. He knows that the fans are all mad at him.
0: He knows that they want, maybe even need, Callahan. I think it's pretty obvious that Sonny doesn't like him. He would have taken him number one. Then everyone else passed on them because they, they're sheep, I guess. <laughs> See, that's, that's how he wants his dumb picks back. All of them, Jeez. Shane. All of them.
1: All of them. To move up one spot. Now he's trying to justify it to the Seattle people saying, hey, you know what? You're, you're still equal. You're getting the player you're going to take anyways. You just say $7 million. Your fans are happy. Why wouldn't you make this deal?
0: So, so does that mean Cleveland gets seven?
1: It could mean that. You yeah. want of them, Tom? <laughs> look at the man. Ma- look at Costner go, oh, Shane. This is a maestro. <laughs> right. This is some high level stuff we're looking at right here. <laughs> going to be traded 58 times in the next five minutes. This is Jimmy Johnson reincarnated. Oh God. And now Costner's kind of turning the screws, let- reminding him how mad the fans are at him, and him saying, "Hey, if you don't <laughs> come away with Callahan here, they're going to roast you over the fire." Oh, number 13 split screen. But,
0: you know, pretty soon they're going to be writing to fire you on the dust on their trucks. That's when you know it's bad.
1: Five minutes left on the oh. clock.
0: Quad box! Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Quad box. <laughs> Does that count as two
0: split screens?
1: Do we have to adjust uh, the total?
0: I don't know. <laughs> really? Really? Why'd you trade that out on the first? so really this whole movie could have just been avoided if
1: nothing would have happened at the beginning. Well, if you remember from the beginning of the movie, one of the main motivations for Seattle was they had salary cap issues. So by getting Callahan at six instead of one, they saved seven million dollars and So they they did get something all this. I don't know if that was worth three first round picks to save seven million bucks. <laughs> Cut some slappy already on your roster and make it work, but who are who are we to say, right? Who are we to question these geniuses? Uh-oh, Costner wants it all now. He's really, oh, he's right. really getting those get
0: four For six, he's going to get about five hundred times more for six than he just gave Jacksonville, and he wants a player too, a punt returner,
1: for good measure.
0: I someone has to put the Jacksonville GM on suicide watch if this goes down. I mean. So, Costner just sold
1: a pick that he bought for three second round picks for three first round picks like <laughs> three minutes later. Uh, I guess that's how home. you want to do it. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing. That's a recipe for success. And Seattle realizing that uh, their backs are up against the wall.
0: No. Cleveland wasn't going to take them. I call his bluff.
1: And we have. Elation in the Browns war room.
0: Yeah. So do they All get hell is seven is breaking and loose in New, New York. Dennis Smith wanted the whole time.
1: Oh, you're, you're, you're getting ahead of us, Shane. No.
0: I, I see. You're, look, I've these pieces I'm fall into place. Spoiler alert. I just guessed on that one. Take Trent Richardson. Good job, Cleveland.
1: And he's little dig there, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary now is now getting what he wants as well. Everybody's happy. Costner gets what he wants. Leary gets what he wants. The first round picks are back. Uh, the, the the only guy who's not too happy uh, is the owner, of the, team. the
0: owner of the team.
1: The owner of the team is probably all right with this in the end because, I mean, really all he wanted was the attention and the buzz. and I mean, making two trades like this, he's certainly going to get his buzz. He might not be getting Callahan, but...
0: Now, so could could a team do this, Scott? Could they trade? Could they trade for a pick and then trade it right back to someone else for more? Wow, on the clock.
1: I don't think so. Just because the teams are smarter than that, if there's a better deal out there, <laughs> they're going to know it. You know, I mean. But I, I think that's why they made this Jacksonville owner look inexperienced. That like he and the actor did a good job of playing the part. He very much
0: seemed like a guy who could be taken advantage oh. of. That that's the owner that needs to be mad. Who, how'd you hire that guy? <laughs> oh,
1: there it is. Bo Callahan finally comes off the board at number six to the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Three second round picks for number six.
1: Diddy's happy. The girlfriend's happy. Commissioner Fidel's they're, clapping.
0: They're yeah.
1: See Arian Foster still in the the green room, wait for that phone to ring. Hoping to play for the, the, the team as his father. His childhood team. Oh, the phone rings for Arian Foster.
0: There you go. Good job, Arian. Dennis Leary. Arian, you got drafted this time. Good job. That's right. That's the first time Arian Foster gets a chance first time to... First drafted. Oh that that like trade bonanza just
1: Arian uh not not a huge uh display of emotions there from Arian. I don't know about his acting range, but <laughs> I guess it was sufficient for the uh yeah. for the parts.
0: <laughs> Chris Mervyn <Berman> just <laughs> <laughs> Can particular? you imagine <laughs> if
1: this really happened? Draft Twitter would melt
0: <laughs> down. On. It would be the greatest day in the history of the NFL draft. The Jaguars fans would just, just set the stadium on fire. But can you imagine what the Jaguars fans would do right now if this actually happened?
1: <laughs> I, I think they should have shown a shot of the, the Jaguars general manager when it was
0: announced that they just the pick that he just sold for three seconds just got traded for three first. He's just in the corner, just in a ball. He's taking off all his clothes. No one knows and what's happening.
1: All, everything's puppy dogs, rainbows, and ice cream, Shane. We're at the Browns VIP draft party. Vontae yeah. Mack is happy. Aaron Foster's happy. Shades is getting all the adulation he loves. uh that, that Sanchez. That journeyman quarterback. Yeah, Mark Sanchez is, uh, is getting his, <laughs> a reprieve on his career.
0: Yeah, this is day for Cleveland. <laughs> Just like the Browns
1: chanting Super Bowl on draft day,
0: <laughs> one more for the road. <laughs> See, they need they need the epilogue where both these players suck. I guess.
1: now we're gonna have a little family time. Uh, Costner hand in hand with his I don't know a little not family controlled.
0: time. Yeah. Should probably start working on uh, on the third round for tomorrow. Yeah. That is a good-looking scarf,
1: and basically giving her his approval, or giving him her approval, basically saying his father would have been proud of him, which makes him feel a little better that that had been haunting him with how things ended with his father. So, we're going for that full-on Hollywood ending here, Shane. Everybody gets the happy ending except the Jaguars, and their three second-round picks.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's there's just yeah the Jacksonville owner has officially sold the team at this point. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> oh, man. I love how it's just kind of a throwaway at the end of the movie. Oh, by the way. Have oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to be a grandma. <laughs> I, I, did, I actually said that right before the last <laughs> This is a scene that
1: probably could have uh, hit the cutting room floor. I don't know if this was necessary.
0: (sighs) Yeah, so happy. What a day, Shane! What a day! Still don't have a quarterback, and they're still going to stink.
1: My goodness! There's the intern creeping on Garner Garner and Costner making out.
0: Air over there. That's. Now, you might want to go to the supply closets.
1: And here we are. <laughs> the really up now For an Does opening be- day. Beautiful aerial shot of oh. uh, Brown Stadium, and all the fans. Once again, this looks really cool. Yeah. Shout out to the compound. We- Keep your heads up. And they will. Would- Jim Brown, gotta be in there. Bernie Kosar. And shades. Take those sunglasses off. I respect Please. it. Yeah, if he committed I, to those I, shades, Shane. On. For better or worse, those shades were staying. It's the real Browns. Here we got the Vontae that Mack lost and lost. Aaron Foster and the Brian, the quarterback. They're all in the tunnel getting everybody that's hyped that's up. in the back there. He, you know, he's. Not on the team anymore. Hope springs eternal. It's the start of a season. They actually think they got a chance. The season hasn't started yet.
0: I was going to say it. Bum, bum.
1: Yeah. Running out of Fireworks are going off.
0: That's it. So we just just assume ooh. that they uh, went to three and thirty-eight black credits. <laughs> little oh, did they nah. know that
1: that two plays in, Brian morphed into the backup quarterback that he was. They went one and fifteen, and everybody got by <laughs> Exactly,
0: exactly. Like, uh, and
1: we still need a quarterback. So as we watch the credits here, Shane, uh, let me just start off. Did you like it?
0: Uh, I think I think it was a little. It was okay. I think it was a little too, a little too 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 much for me.
1: I mean, I understand. If if you want to be a negative Nelly and pick things apart, there's <laughs> just ample opportunity. But I'm just saying, you're a fan of the NFL draft.
0: This was fun, right? It's fun. I, I mean, it's it's fun to have it in a draft. But, uh, see, I feel like it's almost better if you, like, like the NFL, you like football, but not really the draft. Because, like, knowing what, what, I, what we know about the draft, I think it's just too many things to – i mean that 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 last like half hour or whatever of just just ridiculous trading was was way too much for me
1: no doubt i I mean we're going to be more critical than anybody. We know the inner workings, the nuts and bolts of the draft, so we can spot these inconsistencies or unrealistic things but um i I think by and large even i mean even it's it's fun as just a hate watch. You know, you know, some people watch movies that they like to make fun of that are so bad they're good. Even if you, even if you find this stuff absurd, it's it's still worth a watch just for that. I, I just can't imagine this not being worth a watch for anybody who's a hardcore draftnik. I, I really can't. I mean,
0: would you, would you recommend little... it? No. <laughs> Come, Come on. on. You know, I think the other thing is just that too many like Jennifer Garner, or Kevin Costner scenes to. The exposition and try to over and you know overdramatize stuff. So that, that, I think that's what kind of slowed it down for me a little bit too. Well, oh, excuse me, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying. No, no, I am mean, hear, no, I mean I it, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was a horrible movie or, or you know the worst movie ever. I think Costner was was really good. I, mean, I think it's I think it really works for him. Um, and he's obviously good in these kind of movies. So I don't think the acting was pretty solid for what it was, but. I don't know. It was just. This was your
1: first time watching it, so let, let's start. Give me your favorite thing about the movie and your
0: least favorite thing. I, I think Coster is probably my favorite thing. Um, I, I I liked some of the subtleties and, and the ways kind of went back and forth. Um, least favorite thing is, I mean, uh, I mean just. Um, just some of the ridiculousness and the over-dramatization. Probably probably, probably the worst thing for me. Was, uh, I just want to mention some of the
1: cameos. Ramsey's Barden, Zoltan Mesko, DeMario Davis, TJ Ward, some of these people we missed. Florio was in there. We I didn't even see him. Yeah. Phil Taylor, TJ Ward, quell Jackson. At the end, they're there. I, I think my favorite thing, I, I just think it looks really cool. I just think this is a really yeah. good-looking movie. I know that's kind of artsy-fartsy cinematic-type stuff, but I think it's just really sharp and vibrant. And my least favorite thing is no doubt the unrealistic trade, specifically that one with the Jaguars, the three-second round picks for three. You know, I mean, that's, And that's something
0: that could have been fixed so easily.
1: So that, that's my other question for you. If you could go back and change one thing about this, Shane, what would you uh, alter? If they had given you this screenplay and say, Shane, we're giving you one change. You pick what it is. You can
0: change one thing. Um, it's actually one thing going uh going back. Um I I, I think you don't have to make that first trade. I think you can have I, I think you can have that be should we or shouldn't we leading up to it. And I, you know, I know it's draft day and it's kinda of cool that it all happens in one day, but obviously like most this this is this is a movie that would take place over months, ultimately with with the plot points that happen. And I wouldn't quite do that, but I, I think I think instead of making the first trade and then and then you then you're stuck in that scene like you said where you don't have the pieces and you're trying to uh, do all this that you could actually just have it be the debate of whether to make the trade or not and. You could have, you could actually have Bo Callahan be more of a centerpiece of maybe he doesn't want to play for Cleveland or doesn't want to play for Seattle. Uh, I think you could have that type of drama without having to go to the ridiculous lengths.
1: Yeah, and and to condense everything into one day, sacrifices and compromises yeah. had to be made. So wow. you can understand why they did some of the stuff they did, uh, and and I, and I think it was worth it to be honest for for the for the most part. I I think it's a cool concept how they have. I mean, the movie's called Draft Day, and the whole thing literally takes place on Draft Day, so maybe a little gimmicky, but um, I I think that's the reason they made some of the decisions they made editing story-wise. The accounting clerk.
0: Shout out to Lauren
1: Wilkie. (laughs) I I bet she never gets a shout out anywhere.
0: Lauren Wilkie does not get enough credits um, Mm. at all. But uh, I mean, I like I like the cameos. I thought that was cool to have some real players and real agents and um, you know people at the draft. Uh, I think that's that's a nice touch. Like you said, having that NFL component and Ivan Reitman is is you know is pretty good about making things look really good. Uh, I, I think that definitely sells it a little bit for for a movie. You're not talking about on field action. Um, it can be tough to make it look really good. I'm sure that was a struggle to to decide how how to do that and um, but. The nice thing with like the NFL and NFL teams, you have all the different colors. You can use those in different yep. ways, going jumping from city to city. Uh, I think that was pretty cool.
1: And I'm sure that's another area to get that NFL involvement. You, they might have had to make some sacrifices in one area or another. But but I don't know what the cost was, but I think it was worth it because you have to have the logos. You have to have the colors. Uh, I mean, having that, that kind of NFL seal of approval on this flick really – Takes it to another level. I mean, without that, can you imagine if this was just some random team with it was the the Los Angeles Sharks or something?
0: I mean, <laughs> let's just say it would have been, been a lot in more that.
1: critical if that had been the case.
0: It, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, it, I don't think it would have would have flown. I don't, I don't think it would have happened in that case. That they kind of needed this, but like I said, I think I think the acting was good. Maybe a little, maybe maybe pushing a little bit, uh, but. Um, I don't know, it's fine. Hopefully you enjoy the commentary when you watch it. What a regular you know, endorsement. Watch it, you can just put this over.
1: <laughs> what a fine. endorsement.
0: They should put that on the DVD.
1: For Shane P. Hallam, <laughs> Draft TV. Quote, it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I well, mean, it's like, else, like call like said, if, if,
1: if you don't like the movie, hopefully they can listen to this commentary along with it, and uh, <laughs> and, and it'll increase your enjoyment a little bit. So, uh, So, Shane, that's it. Credits. That's movie it. over. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. I, I liked it. It was, it was as fun as I thought it was gonna it was gonna be. You know, who knows? Maybe down the line, if this is received well, we can do it with some other uh, football movie. Uh, Rudy's out there. I'd certainly be game for that. There's plenty of football movies. Friday Night Lights, uh, Varsity Blues. We could make this an ongoing series, Shane.
0: Yeah, I, we could do it, and I probably haven't seen half of
1: the movies, so it'll keep the same theme going. <laughs> H- hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how you like this, and if so, what movie would you like to hear us do next? Maybe it would be a, something we could do in the summer during the off-season here, Shane. So uh, so with that, we're going to call it a show. Uh, for anybody that's still listening two hours later, I hope somebody's still listening. We had fun, if nothing else. It might have been for our own benefit, but uh, we're going to call it a show. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as, that, as as that, there are... There are just moments left until the 2015 NFL Draft. We're actually recording this on draft day. Maybe we'll make this a, uh, an annual tradition, but uh, I want to tell everybody, enjoy the draft, and here we go.